Welcome in, everybody. It is Friday. It is Friday. It's in Oklahoma, Texas. Football Friday. We can't wait to get to this game tomorrow, 11 a.m. on ABC. It should be a great football game. Both teams coming in undefeated in the Cotton Bowl for the first time since 2011. We are less than 24 hours away. I am here at my home away from home, the one, the only, simply the best, Riverwind Casino, where we have another big-time show tonight. At the Showplace Theater, Foreigner on the Showplace Theater stage. Should be a great, great show tonight at the Showplace Theater. And then uh, October 14th on a Saturday night, Carly Pierce will be at the Showplace Theater. We have a show for Rodney Carrington. October 27th in November, Aaron Lewis, Flatland Cavalry. We have Justin Moore, Lee Bryce in December, Boys to Men and comedian Joe Coy in January. They are rocking and rolling. They've got some great acts happening at the Showplace Theater. So good to have the Showplace Theater back. Come on out to Riverwind and participate in the drawings tonight for the 80K Friday Night Frights. Win your share of $80,000 in cash and bonus play here at Riverwind. They always have the best promotions. They really are simply the best. Parker Thune, one of the best, too, at the Omni in downtown Dallas. Parker, how's it going? Oh, it's going great, Steely. We're here at the Omni, downtown Dallas, just a few stones throws away from the Cotton Bowl, where tomorrow, obviously, the 12th-ranked Sooners and the 3rd-ranked Longhorns are going to go toe-to-toe. I have seen T.J. Perry. I have seen Steve Stutzman. Folks are already rolling through the doors at breakneck pace. Last year when I was here, uh, this hotel really didn't start to get popping until about 1.30, maybe 2 in the afternoon, but... Uh, it's already very, very populated with traffic here. There we go. OU Texas, always a great weekend. But when you get two undefeated uh, rivals going at it in the Cotton Bowl, uh, it adds even a little extra juice, if that's possible, to an Oklahoma-Texas matchup. All right. Uh, what do we have happening today here at Riverwind on an OEC Fiber Football Friday? Plenty of OU Texas talk. We want you to drop your predictions Tell us how it happens. Give us your score. I would imagine we're going to have about 99.9% predictions going in the Sooners' favor. But give us your score and how it happens. We'll get to as many of your picks. And if you want to ask something else, of course, you're always welcome to on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439. That's 405-651-3439. At 135, our Friday conversation with Brandon Drum. And Brandon is now a girl dad. They had a baby girl, Ava Marie. I was think I was getting ready to sing Ava Maria, uh, but Avi Ava Marie was born on Wednesday. So Brandon is now a girl dad. So uh, we'll talk to him coming up at one thirty-five. Congratulations to he and his wife Amy. That is uh, that's some awesome news. All right, should have a really good football game tomorrow. Let's hear from the two head coaches. Let's start off with uh, Brent Venables and his assessment of the Longhorns. Going to be, again, a wonderful environment uh, against a really uh, talented, uh, hot Texas team. Uh, play, you know, on paper uh, and uh, on film, they play uh, their best when they're, they're playing really good people. And that's coming off a, you know, really good, strong game last week against Kansas uh, where they had almost 700 yards of offense and uh, uh, really were unstoppable. And uh, they've been outstanding in all the, the areas. You, you peel it back 
whether that's rush defense or pass defense or scoring defense or red zone defense, uh, if that's offensively, uh, how efficient that they've been. They've got, you know, incredible weapons at the skill position. Uh, you know, they lost some great backs last year, and they've obviously shown they've really recruited well. Uh, Brooks is is one of a number of their backs that you know is running really, really well. Uh, Worthy, Mitchell, Sanders, uh, amongst others, uh, are just some you know, really incredibly talented uh, players. Uh, Ewers is uh, he's a true freshman last year, played pretty dang good, and uh, is playing at a really high level. Obviously, against uh, Alabama in Tuscaloosa, threw for uh, just south of 350 yards, and we got a great, great challenge. Uh, you know, they're spearheaded on defense by Jalen Ford, as good of a linebacker that's out there in college football, and uh, special teams have been really uh, strong for them. But again, I like where we're at as well. There you go, Brent Venables' assessment of the unbeaten Longhorns. What about Steve Sarkeesian and Texas? Last year, they dominated horrible circumstances for Oklahoma without Dylan Gabriel. Backup quarterback play was not good. Uh, and the Longhorns end up winning that game in a Red River route. 49 to nothing was the final. Texas fans been led the Sooner fans and everybody know about that. That will probably continue to eternity. Uh, that's just the nature of this rivalry. But Steve Sarkeesian well aware that they are going to see a different OU team this year. Well, I mean, we're, we're going to get their best version, right? Um, you know, Dylan is a fantastic player. He's, been, he's a great player at UCF. He's a great player now, obviously, for OU. So um, we know we're going to get the best version of him. Um, we know with the influx that they have on defense, their, their defense is playing at a really high level right now. And uh, I'm sure, I'm sure you know, that they're talking about last year's game, too. So we're going to get uh, an emotional team coming into the Cotton Bowl that we're going to have to compete against. And so, um, you know, we, we just have to recognize that. And then we have to play good football at the end of the day. You know, it's, emotion's great, and it only runs for so long. But, but if you rely on just emotion to try to match emotion, sooner or later you can exhaust yourself, and it's going to come down to execution. So we just got to make sure we're dialed in. All right, uh, question, Parker, we were talking about the other day. Who is this bigger for? Is it bigger for Brent or is it bigger for Sark? And guess what? That question popped up on ESPN today. Uh, you know, who's who's got the most pressure on them at this point and who really needs this victory the most? Clearly both do, but what would be your opinion on that? Man, I don't know. It's tough, and it's very much like I, I don't know that there's a clear answer to that question. I don't know if there is even a consensus answer. If you polled the public, you'd get close to an even 50-50 split, probably right along party lines between Venables and Sarkeesian because for Brent, obviously the enduring memory of his first year as head coach at Oklahoma was that 49 to nothing loss last year in the Cotton Bowl where Oklahoma just had nothing going on either side of the ball. And now he sits here at 5-0, and with an opportunity to equal the Sooners' win total from a year ago tomorrow and potentially vault his team into the college football playoff conversation if they're able to win with some degree of convincingness. But on the flip side, man, Texas has been so down for so long that Sarkeesian, in his third year at the helm, finally has a chance, I think, 
in this game and throughout the second half of the season to solidify the reality that Texas is once again a national championship caliber team. So I, I, not to cop out, but I would say in very different ways, it's equally important for both of these coaches. Sarkeesian to prove that he has actually turned Texas around as so many coaches before him. Well, I shouldn't say so many, two, Charlie Strong and Tom Herman, as those guys hoped to do but were unable to do. And then for Venables, I just think it's a huge step tomorrow. Oh, a win tomorrow would be a huge step towards erasing the memory of 49 to nothing and cementing in stone the reality that 49 to nothing was a complete aberration due to the circumstances and nothing more. Yeah, you can make a, a really strong case for either side, you know. Uh, I agree. It's uh, Oklahoma-Texas is always huge. Texas is a year ahead in their rebuild as compared to Oklahoma, obviously. Uh, you know, last year was just, I mean, you talk about Murphy's Law in that game. Look, the University of Oklahoma should never be in a situation where their backup quarterback basically can't complete a pass. Uh, and you could talk about, well, that's on Muleshoe and uh, the roster turnover and what they had to do, all of that. I get it. But, uh, you know, Oklahoma just doesn't get beat like that. The Sooners delivered a lot of those beatings to Texas, 63-14, to 65-13, and others that were pretty one-sided. But uh, Sooner fans, you know, that, that a lot of pain from last year, even though they know the circumstances, man. They want to see this football team go out and, uh, you know, reestablish – what has really been their dominance for the most part since Bob Stoops arrived, uh, particularly in 99, and the series since Bud uh, got on campus in Norman uh, has really been, you know, a little bit in the favor of Oklahoma. But certainly uh, since Bob Stoops in that uh, victory in 2000, uh, this series has mainly been run by Oklahoma. And OU fans would love to see uh, the Sooners get back on track in that department. All right, here at Riverwind, it is an OEC Fiber Football Friday. It's Oklahoma, Texas week. You guys driving down to Dallas right now, be super safe. Take your time. Get down there safely. Enjoy the weekend. There's no weekend like this one. It is tremendous. And, again, happy to be out here at Riverwind on an OEC Fiber Football Friday. Tip of the cap again to Boyd Street Ventures for sponsoring our OU Texas coverage this week. They are great under the radar above the crowd. Check them out at BoydStreetVentures.com. All right, so the coaches are always under pressure. You know, when you're coaching at Oklahoma and Texas, you're just under pressure, period, from the minute you, uh, you agree to become the head coach. You have a ton of pressure in this matchup every single year. You know the quarterbacks are always under the spotlight, under the gun. Huge game for Quinn Ewers. Biggest game that Dylan Gabriel has ever played in, and nothing else really matches it, comes close. So besides those four, the two coaches and the two quarterbacks, who is the other player on either side who's under some real pressure in this football game tomorrow? We'll talk about that when we get back. Want to get Parker's take on Jonathan Hatton. He saw the kid play last night, 2026 Oklahoma running back commit there in San Antonio. We'll, uh, we'll get to that as well in the next segment. So keep it right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. We are back here at Riverwind Casino. Big time concert tonight at the Showplace Theater. Foreigner on the Greatest Hits Tour. Should be a heck of a show. 
and you could come on out, take part in the uh, 80K Friday Night Frights drawings tonight as well when you share $80,000 in cash and bonus play. It is steak night at the River Buffet. Always great dining options out here. If you guys haven't been out and seen the new Riverwind Casino, they renovated the entire gaming floor. You've got an Oasis gaming area that's smoke-free. You've got a Skyloft gaming area now, which is big time. All your favorite games are out here, nearly 3,000 electronic games. And you have all your favorite table games. You've got a great poker room. You've got an on-track betting uh, area as well. What's not to love about Riverwind Casino? They have everything, including a world-class hotel and the best people in charge that you'll ever meet. So come on out and see us here at Riverwind Casino. If you're not headed down to Dallas, why not enjoy the weekend and even stay at the Riverwind Hotel? It's highly, very highly rated. Thanks again to Boyd Street Ventures for sponsoring Beat Texas Week here on The Rep. All right, Parker, you were in San Antonio last night. You got to see Jonathan Hatton. The uh, running back from San Antonio, 2026 running back commit, who just committed to the Sooners this week. What were your impressions? Well, he wears number 28, Steely. And, look, nobody is Adrian Peterson. But I will say, much like Adrian Peterson, Jonathan Hatton is a big, tall, bulky running back who runs exceptionally well for his size. Easy to see why he's a top 100 player already in the 2026 cycle. It was a pretty slow offensive game for both teams. It was 27-14 to 14 at the half, and then that ended up being the final score because there was, I mean, it ended up being a defensive stalemate for much of the second half. But uh, Hatton, I didn't have the stats in front of me when I left, but I would peg him at somewhere between 70 and 80 yards rushing probably. He had two touchdown runs, one from seven yards, one from 17 yards. And I think the thing that struck me about him was their game plan wasn't really designed to get him outside the tackles. He was pretty much straight ahead. Uh, First contact never brought that kid down, never brought him down. It always took two, three, even four defenders to bring him to the ground. And in some cases, he'd drag guys for four or five yards before they could get him down for good. So, yeah, really impressed with what I saw from Jonathan Hatton. Easy to see what DeMarco Murray likes in him. And then I'd be mindful of another three-star athlete out there at Cibolo Steel High School that has an Oklahoma offer. That's 2025 prospect Royal Capel. Now, he is being recruited by both DeMarco Murray and Emmett Jones. The Sooners like him as an athlete, kind of an Andy Bass type guy. Uh, And physically, he has a lot of similarities to Andy Bass just in terms of the way that he's built. Not super tall, but versatile fast, athletic, quick, elusive in the open field, uh, looking like an OU-Oregon battle right now in the early stages of his recruitment. So that's another steel name to know. Jonathan Hatt, man, he looks smooth, though. He looked big, as you said, uh, tall. I I remember when Adrian Peterson was being recruited, we thought, man, he kind of looks like Eric Dickerson, you know, bigger, physical, smooth, got really good speed, you know, has a really smooth stride about him. And I'm not saying this kid's going to be either one of those guys. I mean, you're talking about two guys who are going to have gold jackets. Well, Eric Dickerson already has. But, um, you know, he, he just kind of has that look about him. Look pretty impressive. Keep in mind, this kid's got a couple more years uh, before he gets to the University of Oklahoma. All right, 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. want to remind you also, hour number one, as always, Presented by Last Year Home Comfort Systems, 
579-3113. You know, the the temperature's 75 degrees for a high today. Won't be too long until old man winter comes calling. If you need your furnace tuned up or, uh, you know, you still may need some work on your AC, Lasher Home Comfort Systems is the place to call, 405-579-3113. Okay, before we get to the text, we're going to get to a bunch of them. Drop your picks and tell us how it's going to go down yesterday. Uh, you know, we would like to have a little explanation rather than 24-21 OU. Uh, give us kind of your summation as to what's going to happen. You don't have to write a manifesto or like a blue book exam, but give us give us an idea of what you're thinking. Um, so I, I asked going into the break, we know that Sark and Brent, any OU Texas coach is under, under pressure, uh, you know, in every Red River rivalry matchup. The quarterbacks are always under the spotlight. They're under pressure, Quinn Ewers and Dylan Gabriel. What about another player for each side? Parker, do you have any thoughts on that? One guy besides the quarterback and the coaches for either side that is either super important or under a lot of pressure tomorrow. Oh, man. I don't know about, I don't know about under a lot of pressure. I think for Texas – on that side, the key for them, as we've talked about, is going to be establishing the running game and establishing offensive balance because the way this Oklahoma defense is playing, uh, you can't be one-dimensional against Oklahoma. And we've said the same thing about OU's offense with regard to matching up with Texas defense. Whichever offense is able to establish balance more effectively, uh, I think has the upper hand in this football game. So, in that sense, I think there is a lot of – I wouldn't say a lot of. There is going to be pressure on Jonathan Brooks and or Cedric Baxter to get something going for Texas in the run game. And then I think for Oklahoma, the two guys that I am watching the closest that probably have the most on their shoulders would be Woody Washington and Gentry Williams, simply because A.D. Mitchell and Xavier Worthy are so talented that – for the sake of being able to adequately defend the run and make sure nobody's getting behind you, make sure there's not space over the middle for Jatavian Sanders, you would like to be able to have one-on-one matchups on the outside with Mitchell and Worthy and not have to assign another dude to go double one or the other. So if Woody Washington and Gentry Williams in the early stage of this game prove that they are capable of matching up one-on-one and holding their own, with A.D. Mitchell and Xavier Worthy not getting burned, not giving up chunk plays, then I think that goes a long way towards Oklahoma's ability to power down the Texas offense and ultimately win the game. Yeah, I I like those answers. For me, I'm looking at Jaron Kanick for uh, the Sooners. He's a great athlete. He's had great moments this year. He's also had some moments where he's been beaten in coverage. And, uh, you know, he's he's not, uh, you know, quite – where he needs to be now, although you can see this kid's got the potential to be a great linebacker at the University of Oklahoma. Can the Sooners be susceptible in the middle of the field? I think it's a big game for him. For Texas, we don't know about, like, Ryan Watts tomorrow. Uh, you know, Sarks kind of, we'll, we'll see. But they've been vulnerable to the deep ball. So I think maybe a guy like Ryan Watts or some of the Texas uh, just defensive backs in general because Texas has given up a lot of big plays uh, in the passing game to the opposition. And Oklahoma, they're well-equipped to do some damage there with this receiving core, with the emergence of Nick Anderson, with the emergence of Jaden Gibson. We've seen what Andrew Anthony can do. 
He's been tremendous, uh, you know, coming from Michigan out of the portal to be a really good, uh, speedy, great wide receiver. The Sooners have a lot of versatility in the throwing game, uh, and I think that's going to present some problems for Texas tomorrow as well. All right, uh, why don't we get as many texts in as we can to fill out uh, the last couple, three minutes of this segment. Uh, Parker's got that on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. From a listener in the 405, guys, I think the pressure is on the defensive ends for Oklahoma. They need to get pressure on yours. And that is one thing we've talked about throughout the week, Steely. I think that's absolutely true. It all starts up front for Oklahoma defensively, and it all starts with putting Quinn Ewers under duress throughout this football game because, obviously, as we've mentioned, Oklahoma had nothing going last year, so it's not as if this is what decided the game, but one thing that was conspicuous and notable in last year's game was that Quinn Ewers, in general, had all day to throw the football. Absolutely he did, and I do think, again, that, uh, you know, Oklahoma's offensive line has not been good in the running game. And, you know, you you can talk about, well, the backs need to be more patient or whatever. I get that. They just haven't been very good in the running game. They've been excellent in pass protection. Texas's line has been really good in pass protection as well. So both these quarterbacks can carve you up if you give them enough time and I think that's going to be really key for Oklahoma tomorrow because this is going to be Cincinnati at a good, solid defensive line. There's no doubt. Uh, Dante Corleone and company. But uh, protecting Dylan Gabriel, giving him opportunities to get the ball down the field, if you give him enough time the way he's playing right now, he can, uh, he can really, really do some damage. So pass protection, keeping that quarterback uh, with an extra second to throw the football is going to be huge tomorrow. It always is, but tomorrow as well. Let's get one more in. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll actually hit a couple here, a couple predictions from listeners. Johnny from UConn says, 48-45 to 45 OU. Austin Stogner gets three touchdowns. Think they focus on wide receivers too much, and he has a big game. And then Slim Brady says, Sooners 31-27. to 27. Defense comes up with a big stop. DG has three passing touchdowns. There you go. That's what we're looking for right there. Give us your score prediction and give us a couple lines of how it's going to happen. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line open to you guys and you ladies, of course, 405-651-3439. And, again, thank you to Boyd Street Ventures for their sponsorship of Beat Texas Week here on the ref. Boyd Street Ventures, Boyd Street Ventures. Uh, the Avengers are coming tomorrow. Hopefully they're wearing, uh, you know, white and crimson tomorrow because the Sooners are in their awesome road whites. But Boyd Street Ventures, thank you so much. Under the radar, above the crowd, BoydStreetVentures.com. Coming right back, and we will hear from one of the enemies of the state when we get back this week, right here on the home of Sooner fans. On the Showplace Theater stage tonight will be Foreigner. Another great show here at the Showplace. We've had some really good ones, man. We've had some really good ones here within the last three weeks. We had... uh, REO Speedwagon in Chicago. One of those bands is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Chicago. The other band should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and probably will be someday, REO Speedwagon. So Foreigner on their greatest hits tour, big time, classic rock and roll band on the Showplace Theater stage tonight here at Riverwind Casino. I am out here, always love being out here. OEC Fiber Football Friday. Once again, thanks to Boyd Street Ventures for sponsoring Beat Texas Week here on The Ref. Boyd Street Ventures, under the radar, 
above the crowd. Check them out at BoydStreetVentures.com. Joel Klatt, sometimes the Sooner fan base loves the guy. I would say for the most part, uh, he's been in the good graces of the Oklahoma fan base. And this week, he's kind of back as an enemy of the state. Here's one of the things that Joel Klatt said about the matchup this week. OU is going to have to come in here and play substantially better than what they did a year ago. And obviously, we believe that they can do that. This is a this is a team, by the way, that has played really good football. They are somewhat, right now, one of the more under-radar teams in the country. If you remember in the preseason, I said if there was a team outside of the top 10 that could make a run, that lost a bunch of close games last year, that could make a run with – with in particular the impact of the transfer portal on the defensive side of the football, I said, OU, watch out for OU. Well, here we are. And OU is a really good team. If I were making a pick, I would say Texas is going to win this game, but six and a half is a lot. There you go. And uh, I could have played the uh, clip from earlier in the week, but we kind of wore that out, played it a couple times, and that's where he – he basically does a segment where, you know, who should be who should be scared, who should be afraid, who should be, you know, feeling uneasy in some matchups every week. And, you know, he said that about Oklahoma Sooner fans should be pretty, pretty afraid of what could happen this weekend. But uh, that's a more sensical breakdown right there. Look, Texas should be favored in this game. Does that mean Texas wins this game? Absolutely not. We've seen plenty of underdogs. We saw Charlie Strong, you know, and that Texas squad come in and beat an Oklahoma football team. So, uh, you know, Parker, it is such a cliche, uh, but this cliche, you know, anything can happen on any given Saturday or Sunday in the NFL, but when it comes to Oklahoma, Texas, you know, we've seen that happen many times. Yeah, we certainly have, Steely. Sorry, I got distracted because I was just having a brief conversation with Joe Bettner. Joe Bettner is here. The celebrities are out. Ah, in full tell Joe force I said hello. I will do that. I will do that when he comes back around. I have no doubt that he will. But uh, I'm sorry. What What did you prompt me on? Well, just the fact that so many times in football, you know, you you uh, you have these cliches that we throw out, and one of those that uh, anything can happen, and uh, on any <laughs> given Saturday, you know, and really in the Cotton Bowl, like I said, we we've seen some teams. Like that Charlie Strong team, we thought that had really no shot to win that game, win in the Cotton Bowl. So, again, uh, I, I know everybody in the national media is picking Texas. And, yeah. you know, I'm going to pick Texas before we get out of here. Really? But, you know, wow. to, to act like the Sooners don't have a shot is crazy to me. And, and that's what I'm hearing from a lot of the national people. That, listen. Steely, there's there's maybe been one year in recent memory where you could definitively say going into the game, okay, we got a pretty good idea of who's going to win. And it was last year when Oklahoma had no quarterback. But his, if history has taught us anything about this rivalry, whether it's 1996 or 2014 or what have you, it's that anything can happen when these two teams hit the Cotton Bowl. It's a cliche, but it's true in this case. Because that's just the type of rivalry series that this is. You throw records out the window. You throw discrepancies in talent out the window. Both of those teams, almost without exception, every single year when they step into the Cotton Bowl, have a very good shot of beating the other. So Oklahoma coming in at 5-0 and from where I stand, Steely, and I, I said this earlier in the week, I'll say it again. 
I feel like Oklahoma has Texas right where they want them, which is to say that the Longhorns are undefeated. They won 49 to nothing last year. They have every imaginable reason to be confident when they step out on that field tomorrow. But similarly, the Sooners are 5-0. and They've got a quiet, understated confidence that has slowly been building throughout the season. And I think they have – they obviously have more to prove in this game than Texas. And what we've picked up on through five games for Oklahoma – is that when they have something to prove, when they have something to play for, when they got to lock down, when they got to tighten up, when they got to go make a play, when they got to go score on a drive, this program has been able to do it. And I I, I have a pretty good sense we're going to have a close game tomorrow. Regardless of which way it swings, I think these two teams are battling down to the final possession. It's it's going to be a good game, no doubt. I have no doubt that the Sooners are going to hang in there. And they, like I said, they've got a really good chance to win this game. I do like the spot they're in, no doubt about it. Everybody's talking about Texas, and yeah, Oklahoma hasn't proven anything. I'm just thinking now. I forget to put the uh, dumbass clip of the week with Brandon Walker together. I think, dang it, dang it, dang it, old man. But uh, I do like the spot. Uh, and we'll see. I think uh, last year, just sitting through that was an absolute disaster for oklahoma fans and so many left you know i get it but even you know just watching that whole thing unfold and uh, watching here comes another three and out you know and then it was just horrible all right uh you want to get some more uh text in let's do it knippelmeyer chevrolet text line 405-651-3439 gunny of stutzman army says steel man is picking who that's it uncle is my favorite steely uh ka and ba says (laughs) I agree, Steely. The receivers can do some damage. The question is, will DG have time to get them the ball? I think he will. NOU wins 38-27. to Two-star Taylor says, I heard Sark eats mayonnaise from a spoon. Uh, from a listener the 918, <laughs> would you rather have a 70-69 to OU victory or a 12-6 to OU victory against Texas? I think it will be 31-28 to Oklahoma. Sorry, that's the listener saying that, not me personally. I would much rather have the lower scoring game. Now, you know, from a uh, from just a fan standpoint and, you know, seeing a lot of offense, you know, I get that. But based on where Oklahoma's defense has been and where they are now, you definitely want to see a, uh, a lower scoring game. The last thing you want to see is another mule shoe, you know, 55-48 special or whatever. From a listener in the 405, I'm calling it now. Sawchuck will be the hot hand for the Sooners on Saturday, 12 carries and over 125 yards. K-Dub in the 918 says, I predict it's games like this where Peyton Bowen is going to show the Sooner faithful why stars matter. Think he gets a pick six tomorrow, changing the game. You know what? Peyton Bowen's got a lot of big playability, and he's going to make his fair share. Uh, No doubt. Uh, it's going to be very interesting. Um, you know, yeah, we do. Okay, you do have that clip. Thank you, David. I'm sorry. Uh, anyway, uh, Peyton Bowen just is one of those guys, and this is what you expect when you get a five-star that makes big plays and big games, and he's got a knack for being around the football and making things happen. I think he's going to make something happen again tomorrow. And, uh, you know, he, he can have – 
he'll be one of those guys that in these big games the Sooners play in and other games as well where Peyton Bowen's going to be a big-time difference maker. And who knows, maybe tomorrow is that day. Maybe tomorrow is that day. Back to the text line here. Wichita Falls Sooner says, Sark orders food through the Sonic drive-thru. Oh, boy. You know that gets on Steely's nerve. <laughs> uh, another listener. Yes, that's for drinks drinks only. Another listener in California says, OU makes Texas one-dimensional, stopping the run. They get after Ewers. DJ hits big plays down the field with Anthony and co. OU 34-28. to 28. Sooner Soldier is on the pessimistic side. He says, 28-17 Texas, DG throws two interceptions. I really hope I'm wrong. Well, you know what I hope for more than anything else? And, again, I, I'm going to pick Texas. I think it's going to be like 31-27 Texas. But I hope that DG has a really good game. I hope uh, so he can get some of his detractors off his back uh, because he's played really good football this year. But the, the bar is so high for an Oklahoma quarterback I just hope that, uh, you know, that DG has a really good outing tomorrow. And if Oklahoma does lose the game, it's not on Dylan Gabriel. So that would be my wish for tomorrow. Besides, of course, the Sooner victory, but also Dylan Gabriel playing playing a really solid football game. All right, let's break right here. I am at Riverwind Casino. Get on out here. Foreigner in concert tonight, Showplace Theater. Big drawings for the ADK. Friday night frights contest. Come on out here, win your share of $80,000 in cash and bonus play. We've got Parker at the uh, Omni in downtown Dallas. Does it get any better than this? OU Texas Friday? Only on OU Texas Saturday. Keep it here on the Home of Sooner fans. Okay, we are back. OEC Fiber Football Friday. I am at Riverwind Casino, my home away from home. We've got Parker at the uh, Omni in downtown Dallas. You need to be able to see all the great plays that the uh, Sooners have made this season, and you need to see them in the future. And the way you can do that, if you're in your 40s or older and you're thinking about improving your vision, let me introduce you to the new LASIK. You can't afford, I mean, the, the, the next era, Brent Venable Sooner Football, you got to see all the plays clearly, and you can do that. The new LASIK, or as we like to call it, uh, lens replacement, is big time. Lens replacement provides a permanent solution to your vision needs, unlike LASIK, which often leaves patients needing reading glasses or adjusting to monovision later on. Lens replacement can eliminate the need for additional eyewear after your surgery. And that's what we all want. We don't want those glasses anymore, right? The best part of the deal with lens replacement, you will never require a cataract surgery. Lens replacement with the new LASIK is a major leap forward in vision correction. So if you're ready to see 2020, who isn't? Check out the new LASIK available at thenewlasik.com. All right, uh, David tells me back in the studio, we I did save the dumbass clip of the week. So here it is, courtesy of uh, Brandon Walker, the dumbass clip of the week. You're a stupid dumbass. <laughs> what is it going to take for you to say that Oklahoma is a good football team? Them to play a team that's not in junior college. Them to actually do something. Them not to go to Cincinnati and win by 14 and score 20 points. Them to not be in a three-point game against SMU in the fourth quarter and then act like they dominated them. Them to actually play a legitimate Power 5 football team and win. And they're going to play Texas this weekend, and they're going to get the beat out of them. 
Oklahoma is the fakest team in America right now. I'm sorry. I can't help that nobody else can see it. I can't help these eyes are the best eyes in college football. That's what these eyes are telling me. Whoa! <laughs> Shut up, dumbass. <clears throat> what a bunch of dumbasses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> there you go. You know, one of the great things about this new age of digital media that we're all living in right now is that anybody can have a show. You can have a show, and you can have a show, and you can have a show. (laughs) But also Brandon Walker can have a show. And this is a dude who in the back of today, you know, and that's that really is. You've got an opportunity. But that's also one of the bad things about the age of digital media is any freaking Yahoo can get a show or get on a show. And some of these people would have no shot in the old traditional media to get any airtime. But now you get people like Brandon Walker who do. Parker, I mean, <laughs> that dude, something's wrong with his medulla oblongata. Oh, Steely. Goodness gracious, man. I I don't even know where to begin. What, I, what I'm interested to know is how does he go about walking all of that back if Oklahoma wins tomorrow? Because... If you want to say Oklahoma's played a schedule that's not super challenging so far, I get it. But some of the barbs he throws. And look, we know what his podcast, we know what, it's the same, it's the barstool approach, you know. Let's be a bunch of frat boys and let's do this and just get, they're just there for engagement. And there's some people, you know, who think, yeah, that's what it's all about. You want to get engagement. But you can also look like a buffoon and sound like a buffoon in the process. But some people... They really don't mind that, right? He, he seems to be well, one th- of them. Like to be fair, he's he's chronically obnoxious, but he didn't sound like a buffoon until the last twenty seconds of that clip. If he wanted to go on and on and on about how Oklahoma's played a weak schedule, sure. I mean, I'm not going to a hundred percent agree with you on that, but I will say you have an argument, and I'll hear you out. But when you start saying that Oklahoma's the fakest team in America, and they're going to get shellacked this weekend by Texas. Well, then I ask you, what happens? Also, the whole thing about him calling his eyes the best eyes in college football. I don't know how much of a, I don't know how much of that is satire and how much of that is serious. It just comes off as very egotistical any way you slice it, though. But when, when you say those types of things at the very end about Oklahoma, and the Sooners go out tomorrow and win the football game. You know two things are going to happen. A, you're going to have to walk it back somehow. You're going to have to find a way out. And B, you're going to become the biggest laughing stock on social media for the next week amongst a fan base that does not forget about these things, and they do not overlook those things, Steely. OU fans are ruthless on social media, and they're all about to come for Brandon Walker and Brandon Walker alone if the Sooners win tomorrow. Yeah, it, it, like I said, it's. I understand the genie's way out of the bottle, but it, it, it's it's a double-edged sword. You know, some people who uh, may not get an opportunity, you go because old people like me hang around wait maybe too long. Uh, but at the same time, some of these people, again, you're like, dude, you should not have a show. I mean, I know you think you should have a show, but you really don't need to have a show. Um, and you know, any of those Twitter accounts that 
you know what they're all about, that just drag the rednecks along or, you know, and tweet anything. I don't know. It just it sickens me as a society that that's where we are. But that's where we are. And guess what? We ain't going back. So there you go. All right. That was our dumbass clip of the week. And look, maybe we do find out that Oklahoma's overrated. But I just don't like that dude either. Um, and I, I don't think we're going to find that out. I mean, maybe by the end of the year, you know. But uh, I think Oklahoma is an improved football team. And I think anybody with a good set of eyes, and by the way, if you don't have a good set of eyes, the new LASIK.com, but um, can see that with Oklahoma. And maybe we find out that this Texas culture and maybe Texas really is back tomorrow. Uh, we'll find out. That's going to be the fun part of the football game tomorrow. All right, here at Riverwind Casino and OEC Fiber Football Friday, we got a lot more show to go. we got my uncle at 120. We have Brandon Drum at 135. Parker continues with us, obviously, from the Omni in downtown Dallas. Let's keep it going here on an OU Texas Football Friday. <laughs> 